Welcome to Next Scene, a podcast where we talk about pop culture one scene at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Sean. And I'm your other host, Brian. All right. Welcome back, Brian. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, we're kicking off season two. Uh, returned as we threatened we would. Going right <laughs> back to uh, to that quick change well. The Bill Murray, that 1990 Bill Murray, Gina Davis classic quick change. And this time we're... We're taking the angle of bus drivers. That's our theme for the season. And so we're particularly talking about the the bus driver in Quick Change and in particular the, the scene running from uh, the bus first appears about 55 minutes into our film and our intrepid heroes slash bank robbers slash clowns uh, depart the bus at about an hour, seven minutes and so that's uh, that's the twelve minute stretch we're talking about here. And go, all right, bus drivers. And so what a, what, a, yeah. what a great bus driver this one is. Yeah, this is this is really one of the classic film bus drivers. Um, and yeah. I when I go ahead. Oh well, I was just going to say. So when I when I think of bus drivers, I think they're they're kind of like guardian angels in a way. They're kind of like not. Not like the it's a wonderful life. Well, maybe it's a wonderful life type angels, but also the like uh, was it Danny Aiello in Jacob's Ladder? You know, mm-hmm. a super. You know, it's just a force for good. Uh, well, no, not necessarily good or bad, but to shepherd you from one right. phase of existence or one phase of life to another. That they're taking you. It's not just a geographical journey from one place to another, but a spiritual and philosophical journey. I've I've always had a fear of being a bus driver. I don't like the <laughs> yeah. fact that you are not you are just up there. You got you could have 50, 75, maybe even 100 people mm-hmm. on your bus. It's not like a plane. In a plane you're locked away when you're flying. The right. pilots you don't see them. Creeps me out. I'm telling you. Yeah, you're you're in there. You're right. There's nothing what what do you have? Stand behind the line? That's your you, defense. You've got that line. Yeah. I found it very unnerving. And I think I think for myself, yeah, I would feel the same way. It's it's not I, I don't have the personality, I'm not cut out for it. But for the right the right person, you need to inspire well obedience, you know, so people right. respect the white line. And you know, in faith that, that these people are putting their lives in your hands and trusting that you will safely transport them to their destination. Hmm, yes. I'm a very important job. I just get freaked out thinking about if oh. I ever had to be one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Now, do you mm-hmm. were you ever um a regular uh a regular customer of the bus, a rider, a bus rider? Other than school, I never I mean like a school bus, I've never really have been a, a regular rider of a of a city bus like this one. I was a bus driver or a bus rider for a while. So I did in in high school. Uh, Rhoda took the bus most days, and then uh, for a few years, I was commuting on bus. I was working downtown, living out in the suburbs, living the dream, and uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> taking the bus every day. Yeah, I I didn't think about it much at the time, but it is navigating narrow streets that, for the most part were made for for smaller automobiles, navigating those buses, getting us to and from no matter what the weather. Mm-hmm. 
I, you know, not again, you know, I don't think I have the temperament for it. I don't know if I'd be a good bus driver, but I can appreciate uh, the, those who can. Yes. Yeah. And now with regards to this scene, it's important in a few ways. First of all, with this bus driver, he's very by the book. Everything is exact change on his schedule, obeying the speed limit. So just from a story perspective, I like the fact that, I mean, if he was a maniac, they could get on the bus, take me to the airport. Here's a thousand dollars. And he races down and there's really no, no conflict there here. It just, it just builds and builds and builds. It's, you know, he can't get over there fast enough. What's going to happen. He picks up a passenger, delays them even more. You know, it gives you time to breathe a little bit between the previous scene and the climax that's coming when they get off the bus. So from that, the story perspective, I really like the scene. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I really like the way this fits into the story because as a viewer, we need a break. We need breathers between action sequences. And you have these people that they've got a plane to catch. They're on the run from the cops. It's go, go, go. How do you put a breather in that story in a way that that's natural, that fits in, that isn't jarring and this makes sense. They get on a bus and they've, you know, they've, they've entrusted for the next so many minutes and so many miles of their travels. They've entrusted passage to the bus driver. And then there's, there's really, I mean, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can, they can't help the bus go quicker for the most part. They can't like, the guy knows where he's going. He's a professional. He's a bus driver. He knows his route. So it's not like they, he, they don't need a navigator. So there's nothing the main characters can do. Grim, Loomis, and Philly or Phyllis. There's literally nothing they can do other than wait to reach their stop. So and it kind of know. Give, okay, I was going to say, and we know that they need to get there quickly. So mm-hmm. it is a breather, but it's tense because they don't have all the time in the world. This is they need to get there as soon as they can, and they can't make that happen because they're on the bus. Mm-hmm. So nice little tension there. Yeah. So while the yeah, so way to just undercut the point I was just making. <laughs> oh, that's no, no. It functions. To, what I'm trying to say is it does two things. Yeah, it no, gives but, us that breather we need, but we know we know that it's 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 still tense. It gives yeah, us the right. breather, but it's still <laughs> propelling the story because yeah. they need to get there. It this isn't just a drive. Thing, right? Yeah. So the characters, they're just sitting there. They're they're trying to be calm. But yeah, we know the tension's building. Right. And the, that, yeah, the, the clock is. <laughs> thing. Well, when they even talk about it. They, they um, you know, kind of grim gets the schedule from from our driver here and figures out, OK, you know, when, when do we get to the stop and how far? OK, it's you know, what is it? You know, twenty two thirty. And then we're going to be 0.48 miles away from the airport. And he estimates it's 21 minutes to get there. So we're kind of laying out, um, you know, setting up for that that final sprint, that final push to get to the airport and giving us those details. Right. And And to your point of taking a break, just imagine if they had gotten into a taxi or or even a regular bus. And it was no problem straight away, straight to the airport, and it, it's smooth, and they're there in a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work as well. Right. You're just going from one action to the next, 
And like you said, it's just, you, you're just, it's all one thing here. You, it's a nice break. Yeah. 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 Um, and also gives us, so we talked, when we talked about the opening scenes of this film, we talked a little bit how, how the city, how New York city is a character mm-hmm. in this film and how, what the, you know, really what Grimm is doing, but what they're doing with the bank robbery and everything else is, is a reaction to the mm-hmm. city. And I think we get more of that uh, one. Well, and, and, we, and we get a different, you know, one, well, we get that directly when they're the one gentleman with the guitar is trying to get on the bus and he's got it slung across its back, his back. So the guitar blocks him from, from kind of just walking on and getting on the bus and he's delaying things. And then uh, Grimm tries to use bribes him to not get on the bus. And he says, you know, I know how this city degrades the individual. It's appalling. Take this and start a new life from yourself somewhere off this bus. And he gives the guy six, an envelope with $6,000 in it. So he right. talks. So that's that's one reaction we see. So Phil's reaction is, you know, money, either money to bribe people to not bother him or money so he can get away from the city. But I also think that the, the bus driver like his attitude, like it's a reaction to the chaos of the city to say, I can't control this city. And he talks about, you know, what goes on in the bus and what, uh, what's the quote? He says that, you know, that basically that's why he is what he is. That's why he handles his affairs the way, Oh, there it goes. Um, That's why I conduct my affairs in a clean, in a clear and hygienic fashion. Mm-hmm. That that the character of the bus driver himself, kind of the the by the numbers, by the schedule guy he is, that that's also a reaction to the city to say, here, this is my, you know, this is my territory. This is my part of the city. And whatever chaos and insanity goes on elsewhere, this will be sane. This, right. this, this bus is running on time. It's making each stop. It's picking up every passenger with the exact fare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and I like that. And, and I want to talk. There's some interesting things going to that point, the way they work that into the movie. So when he says, so at, at, at the very beginning of this segment, we haven't talked much about it because it's actually, there's, there's not much of the bus. The bus pulls up. Uh, our three heroes try to get on. They need exact change. So Grim runs to the runs to a convenience store to get some change. And the bus driver's counting down the time till he he's he's leaving. At one point, he says there's 26 seconds left. And then later on, he says, Okay, that's it. I'm leaving. And it's exactly 26 seconds in the film between those two points. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of further drive home how dependable this guy is when he says it's 26 seconds 26 seconds later he's saying that's it and that's like real movie time right and and again even when he's getting the change i mean the tension is unreal (laughs) as he's stuck in line trying to get out Mm -hmm. and again they could have done this in a million different ways the bus driver did not even have to come into the scene they could have gone onto a bus there could have been a fire two blocks down and, and it's simply, oh, we've got to reroute the bus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's brilliant what they did, including the bus driver as a character, the bus as a character. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because yeah, they they don't they actually they don't mess with the bus and they don't mess with the schedule. Yeah, so there isn't that kind of detour or something else. In a lesser movie, they would have simply had looked out the window and there would have been a, a, an accident, you know, fire trucks blocking the road, mm-hmm. and that would have just shown you, okay, we're delayed. We've got to go a different route. But yeah. here, like you said, everything's running on time as an answer to the crazy city. I mean, it all it all makes sense. Interesting. Well, interesting because the the other the other modes of transportation they take have those issues. So they they started a car, and then they have there's issues with that. Other than they get lost, and then you know other things happen with their car, and then they're in a taxi, and and stuff happens there. Like all they they try other modes of transportation to get to this airport, and other things happen, and there's issues. But the, the problem with the bus isn't the bus. The bus leaves when it's supposed to leave. It arrives when it's supposed to arrive. And the the bus driver makes sure of those things. There, you know, if there's other issues with the trip, it's on them. It's not on the the bus. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the issues they had with the taxi driver. You know, right. could that guy could not have been a bus driver. He did not have the the you know the personality for it. Right. That the, the cab driver would not have been a good bus driver. No, no. He wasn't even a good cab driver. It, yeah, he wasn't even a good cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do we'll have to do a, a, an episode where we just talk about Tony Shalhoub because there is a little <laughs> bit within this span, uh there's they cut away from the bus a few times. And so we get some additional scenes with Tony Shalhoub as the cab driver. Right. And I know yeah. he I know he's he's not the focus of this episode, but he's so good. We'll we'll character. come back to him at some point. We'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll come back. Eventually, we will cover this entire movie one scene <laughs> right. at a time. But uh, <laughs> but I but you know I, I digress again. We're talking about the bus. The, yes. Um, so I want to talk about. So I, you know I, I I alluded to it earlier. I want to talk about the the journey our characters make. So as they're mm-hmm. traveling geographically through the city, heralded by our bus driver who doesn't have a name. He's just credited as bus driver. So don't think mm-hmm. we're being rude. If he had a name, we'd, we'd call him by it. Um, but so as they're heralded, we, we see some, some, I almost said growth. Cause usually we think of the characters growing, but I don't know if we call it growth, but we see some changes in particular. We learn, uh, we learn something about Phyllis. Mm-hmm. She's Which was alluded to throughout the movie. Yeah. It, it's not a shock. Right. We kind of saw it coming, but I think this is the first time we get her, like, full confirmation. Tell the people. Tell the people what you're talking about. It's like a bambino. She's going to have a baby. <laughs> just, you know. That's and right. It's just, She's having it, a baby. It, yeah. And it's kind of like the, the, the characters are all going in different directions. Well, and I guess, I, well, we'll I, don't, I don't know. Maybe you'll have a another opinion, but maybe I, I went too far when I talked about changes in our character. So Phyllis is become going to become a mother, at least, you know, that we learn. I mean, she already knew she was pregnant, but, and she doesn't like give birth on the bus, but mm-hmm. she, she's kind of, but she's on her way. And I, I assume it's her first child. I guess we don't know for sure, but presuming it's her first child. So she's on that path to motherhood. Loomis is going the opposite direction where he's regressing to a child. Right. Um, I mean, he, 
He's resting. He's seeking comfort. He starts with just his head in uh, Phyllis's lap, but eventually turns and, and is like nuzzling. <laughs> and and <laughs> Grimm even makes a comment. Don't you think it's time we put him on formula? I mean, it really looks like (laughs) he practically could be. He's in position. He could be breastfeeding at that moment, the position he's in. So Phyllis is growing into motherhood. Loomis is kind of regressing back into childhood. But now I'm like, well, is is Grimm growing? Mm -hmm. Or is it changing? Like, is Grimm Grimm changing all? Is this, you know, is this – this breather, this ride, this trip through the city, is it affecting him the, the way it is Phyllis and Loomis? I I think it is. I think he – but we'll see. The thing is that he is more uh, leading the team. So he's watching the bus driver. He's watching the, the passengers. Who's, he, who's getting on? Does he have the change where Phyllis uh, – they're able to just kind of take a step back. They get their own breather. When mm-hmm. Grimm still has to kind of be on. Right. Yeah, he's the one. He's checking on the schedule and right. finding out how far the bus stop is going to be from the airport. So he, yeah, he's always on. Is there much growth to him in this movie? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, Does I don't it change know much? No. And I think maybe that's part of part of his problem is he's not someone, he's not flexible and he's not growing and changing. Yeah, because on one hand, so he actually makes a comment. He seems to be trying to start a conversation with Phyllis, you know, like a long-term conversation asking, by the way, how do you feel about kids? Mm-hmm. And, of course, she she doesn't want to have that conversation because mm-hmm. she hasn't told him about the baby. Um, so she, you know, she's trying to avoid that topic. So it seems like, okay, maybe there's an attempt at growth that that shows – thinking long-term relationships, thinking settling down in family, that he's bringing up the subject of kids. But then going back to the way he deals with that one wayward passenger that that's taking too long to board the bus and just say, just throw money. Just here's a bunch of money to not, you know, to, to get off the bus and leave us alone. And then it's like, well, so the same old grin, he think grim, he thinks, you know, he thinks money is the answer to all his problems. And it's really until she tells him that she's not going to go with him. I don't know if anything gets through to him. She says she's not going to go with him. That sparks some change. But I don't know. It's, it could almost be a selfish change because he needs her. She says, you know what? I'm not going with you. And that's why he changes. Not because of her her reasons or her the way she views the world. He's now changing because I can't lose her. Mm-hmm. it's not that he's changing because you know what, let me see it from her perspective. There are this or that I could, I can look at differently. He's just like, well, I can't lose her. So I have to change. If she likes chocolate ice cream, I'm going to like chocolate ice cream now. Cause I can't lose her. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe I got. I don't know. You, you may disagree with his change in this. Well, so, and there's that, isn't that good? Isn't that, you know, isn't that good when he says oh, I'm willing to change to, for, so my partner will be happy. Isn't that a good thing? That Yes, that is a good thing. Is That is a good thing. Yes. Is he changing for the right reasons? I suppose that is the only reason. He's just, he wants his partner to be happy. So if she's not, he's going to change. Yeah, that's right. a good point. Well, I mean, well, I kind of, eh, 
Yes or no? Because if it if it's sincere change, then it could be good. But if it's if he's just saying, you know, if he's just saying what he thinks she wants to hear, you know, we can only get one kind of ice cream. That would be bad, yes. chocolate. So I'm just going to say chocolate, but I really don't like chocolate. Right. And he and he's doing out of fear almost. It's not it's he's afraid yeah. of losing her. It's he's not that he wants her. to change and oh, I, I she's right about a few things. He's just afraid to lose her. That's mm-hmm. what I saw in this. Yeah. Yeah. And he That's hasn't. Though. Yeah. And he hasn't really been paying attention. Going back to what, what you were saying about the hints, you know, that kind of the, the hints that she was pregnant, that the, the signs were there all along. They were there for us to see. They were also there for Grim to see. And the that she wasn't happy mm-hmm. with the way things are going, that she might not want to go with him. Right. Yeah. The, the, you know, but typical, you know, typical man stuff. He is, he sees the problem. He assesses the problem. He wants to fix the problem where in, in, in this case, the problem is the city and the fix is we'll rob a bank and we'll take the money and get out. When, when Phyllis wants, you know, he should wants him to pay attention to her, to listen to her problems, but you know, it's not necessarily his place to fix them. Right. And wow. Yeah. And when you say we go back to like that, that Grimm is, you know, he's still running the getaway and managing the checking in on the schedule and the bus driver and everything else. When he's doing that, he's not paying attention to Phyllis. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, so he misses that whole – there's a whole little conversation between Phyllis and Loomis that Grimm is not there for. Because, yes, he's he, – as you said, he's managing the getaway. Yeah. And on the one hand, like a typical guy thing would be, well, yeah, they're on the run from the police. Someone's got to be <laughs> taking care of those things. But it's like really is the, is the getaway more important than your partner? Right. I mean the, the, the mother of your child. Maybe you should be paying attention to that instead of the bus driver. And maybe maybe we've just discovered maybe this is his change. He's focusing in on her now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good movie. <laughs> I don't think enough people have seen it. People must go out and watch it. Yeah, I have a feeling there's still people out there that haven't seen this film yet. And they, they should. Right. It's a great film. It's a great film. Did you have any other thoughts about this scene? Buses um, in general? Well, I think I mean, we've got we've got some more bus episodes coming up, so I don't want to say too much about the bus and the bus driver in general. Um, the one, the one mark I will give against this guy, and we should say, I, well, I will say, uh, so the bus driver doesn't have a name, but the actor does. He's played by Phil Bosco, a proud product of Jersey City, New Jersey, ah, Jersey okay. bred. Did a lot of. And I'm trying to work like he's one of those faces. I see him like, oh, he looks really familiar. He did a lot of TV in the 60s. Like every, you know, he's one of those guys that did one or two episodes of everything throughout the 60s. Uh, did, has the Law and Order trifecta. Did a couple episodes, Law and Order, uh, SVU, and Criminal Intent. I think I mainly recognize him, other than from this film, as the doctor in Trading Places. Okay. Okay, I didn't. I he looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. Yeah, if you remember the scene when I get, I think it's I haven't seen Training Places in a while. I should rewatch that. But um, so when Dan Aykroyd 
uh, like goes crazy in the the Santa outfit and like passes out in the cold. And then Coleman and Eddie Murphy bring him back to the mansion. And at first he wakes up and he's like, oh, I had this horrible dream. And then he sees Eddie Murphy's there. And that I think he's he's the doctor in that scene. who's like, mm-hmm. all right, Dan Aykroyd, you're you got to stay in bed. You're in a bad way. OK, but uh, yeah. not quite as big a role as, as he is. Not not quite as um, pivotal to the, the plot as he is in this film. That's right. Oh, oh, so, yeah, I wanted to get back to. So the one knock is at the very end. So they finally reach the stop and they've made Grimm has made such a to do over where they're going and when they're going to get there. So, of course, he knows what stop they're getting off at. But he's yelling at this says, move it today, like to get off. He mm-hmm. hasn't opened the door yet. He's yelling at them before he even opens the door. <laughs> and it's like, and yeah, he kind of yells, you know, move it. And then the door opens. It's like, well, yes, they're obviously they've they've expressed an interest in getting to their destination. They're going to move it. You just you got to open the door first. That's true. That's yeah. yeah, that's I could see that. I mean, minor. I think, but Yeah, I, I like to think it's he's got a little bit of a sense of humor. And it's very dry because he doesn't, you know, he's not smiling. He doesn't really say it sarcastically, but I mm-hmm. think that's what he's doing there. It's like a little bit of snark. <laughs> don't don't let it be said that bus drivers don't have a sense of humor. No, that's definitely not true. All right. So yeah, did you have an, anything else on uh, on this driver on the bus on this segment of the film? Uh, no, no, that's I covered it all. You know, it's good, good scene. Great, well, very well done. Like I said, it, in another movie, this would be a totally different, simple scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, handled very well, and and one of those, one of those rare parts. It's someone he's just in this scene. There's nothing before or after. He doesn't come back, and but it's it's still very memorable for just this little bit of of the film. Memorable character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that about wraps it up for me. Yeah. So that wraps it up. Uh, So listeners, hang on tight. We'll have more bus-related and bus driver-related episodes coming up. In the meantime, you know all the stuff, the website, the the Facebook, the the Twitter, and whatnot. So, um, you know, let us know what you think of um, what you think of Phil here as the bus driver or other, you know, your other favorite bus drivers from pop culture. And then we will see you next time on Next Scene. Yeah, but a little. I had um, I had some leftover Indian food that oh. I, uh, I I reheated Uh-oh. for dinner. Uh-oh. I don't know. This we may have to so be quick. Talk to short. <laughs> we'll see how well, long. Um, it's like my my tummy's starting to rumble. Oh, I don't know, that was, I'm trying to remember when. How long was it? When did we get that takeout? How long was that sitting in the? Yeah, fridge? I thought you told me you were doing Indian a week ago. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> how long do uh, how long do leftovers keep in the fridge? Oh boy! We actually, you know what we did? Popeye's chicken. Oh, you ever go there? Yeah, that's good, right? I thought you were a Popeye fan. She thought you weren't. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure Sean and Cat like Popeyes. I don't know if they have a lot. I don't have it often. I don't know if there's a lot up here. But if we're traveling and we there's see not them, a lot down here. I mean, yeah. there's only a few. Yeah, they deliver. Uh, we drive through. Okay, drive through. Nice. Yeah, we just drove. It's like ten. It's like fifteen minutes away. Okay, but yeah, and it's probably not the crazy lines like that. Chick-fil-A. Uh, right, right, right. 
There you go. Popeyes. You do the spicy? Uh, no, we did the mild. Okay. Right. Just because we were we never had it really before. Okay, or she never yeah. had it before, I should say. You want to know where you're starting from before right. you go crazy. Yeah, oh no, yeah. I exact same way. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah, this will be quick. <laughs> we have to make this quick.